You made it. Friends, welcome to Shirley Island, where all your dreams come true. If you dream of standing on a table and pissing in a jar, Morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 5, Episode 5, Geothermal Escapism. Uh, so, Ben, I don't mean to pause from uh, the outsourcing Mike's bits because we're not going there quite yet. I could see your finger just like got to hit that button. Uh, but oh, I was I, waiting for it. Uh-huh. I do think we need to discuss something of major importance uh, that came between uh, our last record and this record. Because <laughs> uh, uh-huh. we did not do an emergency podcast uh, for uh-huh. it. There is going to be a community movie. Yeah, oh, I no, figured that's... you'd have an actual sound effect. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Ah! <laughs> my soundboard my soundboard has precisely five sounds on it. Uh-huh. Um, because I mostly use it for our live episodes. Um, I've got our intro. I've got our uh, outro. Sure. Uh, I've got grades. I've got uh, your outsourcing Mike's bitch sure. music, which we're not getting to yet. I've got the Final Fantasy thing that I put on literally for the sex question, uh, and then I've got uh, our uh, Good Morning Greendale Nights theme. <laughs> So that's it. That's the sorry six. I have sure. six sa- uh, pieces of sound on this. So I did. I did what I had to do. Right. Anyway, community I, movie. I really hope you keep all of that in as a delay <laughs> tactic to us actually talking about a community movie. Um. um yeah. Uh, they're gonna yeah. do it. They're they're doing the damn thing. Six seasons in a movie uh, was always an idle threat, but now the threat is less idle. Uh huh. The threat. It's threat level midnight. Uh, we're at threat level midnight on the community movie. It is imminent. It is coming to Peacock in 2023. Another streaming um, service to, to sign up for. I definitely said Peacock a little bit like Tracy Morgan in uh, 30 Rock. Oh, that's fine. Uh, the Peacock, baby. <laughs> um, anyways, it's coming to Peacock. And I'm proud as a Peacock, baby. Uh, in 2023. Stop saying it like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, most, it's, I, it's if I remember be cool. correctly, most everybody's in. Although I don't know if Donald Glover is in. I might have. Uh, I don't remember. I what I do remember is that when Joel McHale uh, tagged everyone for it, he uh, because. Uh, Gillian Jacobs is not on Twitter, uh, which is a very smart move of her because as someone who spends his life on Twitter, um, that's a mistake. Uh, So she is not on Twitter. And so he uh, tagged Gillian Anderson. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So (laughs) so, uh, she was just like, she was just like, 
I think you met the wrong person, but you know what? I'm in. Let's I, do this. I love so the, apparently she's in the movie now. Accidental um, casting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, um, I, so I have it. I have the Hollywood Reporter up. If we excellent, could just take. We a, did not do. We did not do our home. We're like, let's talk about this. By the way, we don't even know who's in it. We only know that it's on Peacock. Peacock. Uh, so uh, six of the communities. Uh, this was um, before I get too far into this. This was reported on September thirtieth, twenty twenty two. Six of communities' nine central stars will return for the movie. Jeff. Uh, I, I don't know which to go with uh, character names or person names, but it's Joel, fine either way. Joel McHale, Jeff, Danny Pudi, Abed, Allison Brie, Annie, Gillian Jacobs, Britta, Jim Rash, Craig. It, it's the Dean Hollywood. He's reporter. just a regular Joe. Just a, at this point, it's just a regular Joe. And Ken Jong, uh, Ben, is who they didn't call him Chang. I can't believe they got ben. me to. I, I can't believe they got Ken Jong to play me in the in the movie. Right. Hollywood Reporter then follows Donald Glover, Troy, Chevy Chase, Pierce, and Yvette Nicole Brown. Shirley are currently not attached to the movie. So get 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 why get get Yvette in here. Come on, give her get something it. to do. I want this movie to be so Shirley it hurts. Yes, uh, that should be the tag, the, the, the like community colon. So surely it hurts. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're really excited. Uh, it's it's uh, it's literally going to be like we're going to finish this podcast. Uh, the, we're going to finish up season six. Uh-huh. Right then, Futurama is going to drop a bunch of episodes mm-hmm. on Hulu, and then. Community movie is going to drop on Peacock, um, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, I don't know. Futurama is going to make oh, yeah. more movies or something. I don't know. We're doing this until There's, we die. Yeah, we've somehow got us into a never-ending cycle. Now I will say Which I did not tweet as fun about as that this never-ending story. I'll say that I I did tweet about this when the Community movie was announced last week. But we are two for two on bringing back dead shows because we did Futurama and then out of the blue, because like at least the community movie, always a threat. It wasn't always threat, right. threat level midnight, but it is it, it was always a threat. Um, Futurama came out of nowhere. They were just <laughs> it's like, true. they were like, um, eh. I don't know, more Futurama and yeah. the whole Internet. Do you remember that day? The internet exploded. Yeah. Y'all, we- y'all like fry, right? How about some more fry? <laughs> Whoa, everybody's yelling at me immediately. So we are now two for two. And mm. so um, I assume that means that we will always have a 100% uh, re- revival rate. Mm-hmm. So if you want us to do. That's how so- small samples work. A you, podcast. Two out of two. About- you'll never go wrong your favorite canceled show uh just let us know we will do it for the low low price of one million dollars okay i was worried there for a moment <laughs> you want season three of better off ted we'll do that baby oh actually i would totally do no, that like just better to off get ted. season three of better off um, ted i was I, um, for whatever reason my brain always goes to the pjs <laughs> 
which I believe is a show that I've referenced on this show and probably the previous one. Too too many times. Um, which I've never watched that show. Why do I keep referencing it? You you want us you want us to get uh, Greg the Bunny back on the air? We'll do a Greg the Bunny podcast. S- Seth Green, just like hit us up with that money, and you. I I know you've been hurting for work, and you've been looking to return to that Wait, good good Greg he, the Bunny it, money. Do, is he, isn't he part of Robot Chicken still? Th- there's no money in that. Uh, the the Greg yeah, the Bunny is no where the money, money in is. Robot Chicken, the long lasting. Because you know you know what rhymes. If you need the money, it's Greg the Bunny. Oh, well, there you go. So hit us up. We'll do it. Um, I for the low s- price I of $1 million. I will say that Robot Chicken wrapped their 11th season uh, April of 2022. You're right. Uh, he Seth needs Green the, he has, needs the Seth work. Seth Green needs some work. Eugene Levy's hot right now. Eugene I Levy's mean, always been hot. Yeah, exactly. Seth Green, uh, he he needs the work now. So, like, you know... Let's do a Greg the Bunny podcast. We'll get this back on the air. Seth Green at us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Good Greendale. Uh, how about the thing that you do with the cards? <laughs> <laughs> we're 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 very excited for the movie, but we do need to we do need to get into the episode proper. Do the thing with the cards. Do the thing. It's time for the thing with the cards. Also known as outsourcing Mike's bits. Oh, excellent! All right, let's just go straight to that good, good shuffle because we are behind time. We gotta get, we gotta make up some time with these bits. That I mean, most most people wanted us to talk about the community movie, but here's that good, good shuffle instead. All right, all right, my good friend Ben, would you rather have your head to be too big for your body or hands that are too small for your size? I've already got a head that's too big for my body, so that's what I go with. I don't I'm know. living seems, that life already. It seems pretty proportional to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you have never had to buy a hat for me. That's fair. I've only bought hats for myself, and I've got a pretty big head myself. Yeah, but like, you know, you're a pretty big dude. Like, you're a tall man. I am right? pretty tall. That is true. I'm like you. Well, I was gonna I was gonna make a reference to Seinfeld, and I was like, I don't think that's gonna land with you. But I'll do it anyway. No, probably not. You know, you know that episode where uh, they know a guy who's going through Alcoholics Anonymous, and he has to uh, make amends with everyone. And George is like, finally, he's gonna finally uh, he's gonna finally apologize for when I was at a party and. Uh, I was cold and asked to borrow a sweater and he had to give me a windbreaker because he refused to give me a ca- his cashmere sweater to uh, because he was worried I was going to stretch out the neck hole. And then the, he finally confronts the guy and the guy's like, I'm not apologizing for that. You've got a huge head. You were going to stretch out the neck hole. That's me. I'm George Costanza in that situation. And who's not apologizing to you? The world. So uh, because... <laughs> My my head is is big and my neck is very thick to support that big head. Mm-hmm. And so when I go buy dress shirts, which uh, are of course measured by neck size, sure, rather than like the parts the rest of the shirt goes over, sure, I have to get shirts that are way too big and look like ponchos on me 
because my head is too big for my body. I'm already living that life. I'm going to go with that. Plus, small hands is going to make it harder to play guitar, type on keyboards. Sure. Um, you know, I, I use those hands for a lot of things. Oh, and don't so, you? like, uh, no comment. And so I don't Listen want to ring my bell to uh, I don't want to lose that. Whereas I've already got the big head like. Hell, make it make it twenty percent bigger. What do I care yeah, at this point? I'm already go, living that giant head lifestyle. Let's go NBA Jam with this. Um, exactly. No, you I, remember remember Goldeneye when you put on oh yeah dunk, uh, DK mode and you had those big heads. Let's go. Let's do that. At least then people will be like, oh, it's that big head dude, and I'll be I'll have notoriety for right. my especially freakishly large head. Big head dude. When you're a kid, is like everybody's gonna make fun of that big head. But mm-hmm. little little hands, dude, is always gonna have problems. It's just you know, it, it, it's it. They're just you know, there there are hands that are too big. There mm-hmm. are hands that are too small. Then there's hands right in the middle. I've got hands right in the middle. I think they're not you know super big, but I can't palm a basketball, for instance. As as people often are like, shouldn't you be able to? I don't know. They're my hands. Whatever. So I think I'm going to go with you, too. I have a pretty big head already myself. I've bought hats for myself. I prefer flex fit so that they flex to it and I don't have to remember a number. Um, so I'm just going to go with head and let's let's boom shakalaka to the episode, shall we? All right. We got through that card thing uh, pretty quick, uh, which is good because we, we got to make actually up talked, time. We started we started talking about community for once. Yeah, yeah. we had to get off of that. A thing that is uh, literally impossible, but we did it. Uh, we pushed I, through. I mean, let's uh, talk our listeners about... don't want us to talk about community. They want us to talk about big heads or small hands. Uh huh. They want us to talk about DK mode and Goldeneye 007 for Nintendo 64, where everyone has really big heads and really long arms. Uh huh. And then also slappers mode. Hot take. Uh, oh. Slappers only sucks. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I only liked it because it's a funny name to say. It's, like it's a funny thing only. to say. It's a it's a funny thing to defiantly say like slappers only. It's like, also very funny to say slappers only sucks from that perspective. Uh, anyways, community season five, episode five, geothermal escapism. Um, or as I like to call it, the first time in the series, they say the word Colorado. They sure do. <laughs> oh man, we're going straight to that. I haven't, that's my last note. And you were like, gotta um, go straight to Colorado. Well, no, I, I find it, I find it very funny because, uh, and I, I think I mentioned this way back in season one, but I have a friend who, um, uh, I mentioned it about something about it, uh, being in Colorado and they were like, that's it's wild because I literally didn't know that until Jeff says it in season five. <laughs> and of course, as I mentioned, all throughout this series, um, you know, the 303 area code uh, uh, phone numbers, the Colorado flags, um, you know, there's a lot that I picked up on. Mm-hmm. But like, Along yeah, I, I knew trees. someone who was just like. I didn't I didn't realize it was supposed to be in Colorado until Jeff literally says it. And mm-hmm. then after that, the next time I watched it, I was like, okay, but when does he say that? This episode. Here we five are. Five seasons into the series. Yeah, yeah. I do really love a like 
you know, let's talk more about the things that it suggests cholera has. No winters whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I really um, I really love that this episode for you is the one where they mention Colorado and not the last credited one with Donald Glover. I mean, yes. That is also the more important thing, uh, <laughs> is that this is Donald Glover's uh final episode on community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um until maybe he, the movie. It's not an episode. Making me still correct. Fair, that is Technically true. correct, the best kind of unless, correct. So, unless they cut the movie into four episodes like Futurama did, and then it becomes episodes again, and they're wrong again. Hey, hey, Dan Harmon, if you're listening. Dan um, Harmon, do not do that. Oh don't my God. do that, because it it sucked for Futurama. Do not do it. Leave one, it as a movie. Full, don't call it a weird season. So anyways, yes, geothermal escapism, they do a a giant game of the floor is lava. Right. Um, which it's it's sort of the going away gift of from Abed to Troy right. as a like celebration of the whimsy that they brought to the school. And also Abed puts up a copy of a like first edition of um space clone space clone a comic valued about at about fifty thousand dollars it's a good amount of money for anybody going to greendale community college which is why the entirety of greendale community college loses its damn mind like it always does when things like this happen so yeah this is the uh the wild swing of uh paintball but instead of paintball this time it's lava the floor is lava so this one for for I, I don't know if this matches your feel of the episode but it feels very mad max to me yes um like apocalyptic I think, I, I think some of the costume design specifically is really sort of leaning that way um hickey's uh uh powered desk uh yeah which first of all rules it is one of my favorite parts of the entire episode yeah um but that has a real mad max vibe to it um so i have i have some complex feelings on this episode because are we going (laughs) we're not we're not going we're not going directly into grades yet but um i i mostly the thing when i'm watching this episode a lot of it, even though it's not doing the Western thing and doing more of a Mad Max thing, I can't get over the the idea that like this is really in a lot of ways kind of trying to be fistful of paintballs. Yes. Um, yes. Absolutely. And uh, and I'll get more into it when we talk grades, but like. I think this episode would be better if it wasn't also just trying to be a fistful of paintballs in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, but I wanted to mention all of that because when Hickey shows up on his his powered desk that he's using to like mow down students, that's the moment where I was like, okay, wait, no, I'm back in this. I am right. so back it's in this cool now. Shit. Um, because... Up until that point, I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's fistful of paintballs, but like different, different, I different game, I guess. And then he shows up with that that desk, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm back in. Um, 
Anyways, yeah. and so that's kind of the main plot. Britta is also Basically really trying just, to get. <laughs> she's trying to just, get. Man, we really, we really want to say this. So you go ahead. She is trying to get Abed to confront his feelings about Troy leaving, and also not get wrapped up in the floor's lava game. And by doing the first, she has to do the second. Wait, I just love how she's like, this is ridiculous. And then like, it's like, well, I guess I'm going all in. And at one point she's like legitimately has like feathers in her hair. And like, <laughs> it's all in a way that's like very reminiscent of a, like a post-apocalyptic, like, you know, uh-huh. uh, Mad Max area. But she's all uh, at the very beginning. She's like trying to therapize and everyone's like, why do you always have to be so serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, you know, in fairness, uh, I am on Britta's side here because, like, sure. you you probably should just, like, deal with the feelings of your best friend leaving for a year. Yeah, um, this is a distraction kind of delaying tactic. Um, But, yeah, she does get left for dead, for fake dead. Um, And at literally the next time you see her, she has changed out of her normal Britta clothes and into post-apocalyptic clothes complete with, like, Com- different hairstyle and everything. It's it's quite incredible when she when she uh she teams up with Hickey and they do a they do a high five that is the cutest thing I've ever seen because <laughs> Hickey just like knocks on her fist three times and when she opens her like she she exposes her palm and like what are you doing he high fives it and it's like that is the coolest little little like it's <laughs> it's no Troy and Abed handshake but it's a pretty good handshake. High five thing. Uh-huh. I mean, when you have to come up with your own handshakes and you don't steal them from YouTube videos, they're going to be a little bit awkward. But I think the awkwardness works in that Hickey and Britta moment. So, um, But yeah, so the, the whole episode is just uh, them running around doing the Floors Lava shenanigans, which I will say it is. I do think it's a little unfortunate that that kind of naturally uh, pulls the comparison to the paintball episodes. Sure. Because the, f- the idea of a, of a giant school wide game of the floor is lava sounds dope as hell. Like that maybe, maybe not, maybe not these days when like my back always hurts and like my knees sure. not always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm pushing 40 here in a few years. So like, you know, but 10 years ago be like oh yeah cool floor is lava all right let's do this let's get into it time to inchworm baby let's form roving games gangs with the locker boys lock 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 i love okay so we're just not going in a consistent direction on this episode but we'll just keep going uh chang at one point holds up like a chain with a giant like comically (laughs) sized lock and i'm like where, where, why did you, con- <laughs> how did you get this? Why have you created that? Like, there's so many questions about like, just the logistics of getting all this, inf- like all of this, it's, it's the same thing about uh, like paintball assassin when the whole, the whole campus changes over into this completely different thing. Where do you mm-hmm. have the time? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, at least with at least with the the uh, you know fistful of paintballs, like they're like we're gonna do 
a Western day, so everyone show already, up dressed yeah. like it's the old West. Yeah. At least there's that. Although a lot of them go way harder into that. Like if I was going to a community college and they were like, it's Western day where I would be like, cool, I'm going to wear jeans and a button up shirt and a cowboy hat. Right. Um, Maybe a belt buckle. Uh huh. Um, and like the cowboy hat is going to be like, I've borrowed it from somebody yeah. and it doesn't fit my comically large head. So, right. Uh huh. Because because you've chosen the comically large head option. Of the I didn't. One I didn't choose this life, Mike. This no, life was, chose me. No, I wasn't talking about your actual one. I was talking about because because in the so here's the thing. When whenever we're on the show, and I want to, I'm just gonna open the curtain for our for our listeners. Uh, anytime we create any of these wild situations in our minds uh, after we do that, would you rather? We have to, as certainly within the episode, keep in mind what we chose. So if if I had chosen small hands, I would be thinking. Of about how am I going to pick up a whole chair with those small hands? And you need to pick up a chair because the floor is lava. And so everyone is using chairs to exactly. like centipede around the school. Um, I, there are other uh, ambulatory ways. Uh, one of which gives me so much like worry about the chair walkers who have mm-hmm. their shoes and feet taped to chairs. Um, and at one point I, I, I shouldn't go too far, but like they fall over and I'm like, Oh my God, all those twisted ankles. Oh, there's oh, yeah, so no. many. The watching all the, the, the people walk around with the, the chairs tied to their feet. Uh, that, that is anxiety inducing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. It's, a, it's hilarious, but also like, those are like good on those stuntmen for stunt uh-huh. people for not hurting themselves coming down. Um, I I will say one of one of my favorite parts about this episode and Fistful of Paintballs, um, and even to some extent uh, the first paintball episode is how immediately the school goes from a place of learning to a hellscape complete with its own lore. Yeah, the like, lore is so quick. <laughs> It's so over, quick. Like over the course of like hours, everything has like new names. Like it's uh, you know post apocalypse, and you just discovered uh, uh, plastic chairs again for the first time, right? Um, and so you or call them the like wibbly wobs or whatever, or the orb, right? Or in uh, fistful of paintballs, like the black rider has his own whole like. Lore. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell is the Black Rider? Oh, he's just some. He's like, there's lore about him. <laughs> the Orb. The Orb has lore. At one point, they mention gods, and Britta's like, "You guys have gods now? Like, there are no position to make threats, Floor Strider. Our truce ended when you banished us from the payphone bench. You used that bench to upset the balance by the vapors of Magmarath. We will restore it. You have gods. <laughs> this, the lore goes deep. It's. It's so immediately and so intense. I love in all of these episodes, I love how immediate this generation of lore that extends to the entire uh, entirety of the school Mm -hmm. is. Um, It's it's phenomenal. It's great. I, I just really love how like. So Abed starts a counter when he's announcing this to everyone over the intercom. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I 
and everybody starts rushing to get on top of people are like scrambling to get on top of vending machine. It's wild. And I will always, always love the, yeah, yeah, let's go. Uh, aspect of Greendale of just like, Mm -hmm. you want us to fly off the rails for a (laughs) $50,000 comic book? Hell yes. We're already going. (laughs) And it's like, what in the world is this educational institution? I mean, in fairness, if uh, you were if you were like, "Hey Ben, do something ridiculous right now for fifty thousand dollars," I would be like, "How ridiculous, my dude!" Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, I could continue to to record this podcast. That would be pretty ridiculous, right? I could do a Greg the Bunny podcast for one million dollars for fifty thousand dollars. I would do one million dollars. Okay. okay, that's the deal. I can't start lowering that because then <laughs> Seth Green's going to show up and lowball me. At this me. point, you're negotiating against yourself. Ugh. No, I already said that I would do a Greg the Bunny podcast no, for one million dollars. If you were to lower the price, you're negotiating against yourself, and then I mean that's just not right. a good. You're not. You're not. You don't have a strong posture in the negotiation style. Right. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stupid shenanigans I'll do for 50,000. A Greg the Bunny podcast, 1 million dollars, uh-huh. Seth Green. Please at Good Greendale. And I um, would do anything for a mill, but I won't do that. Um alternately, Seth Green, if you are somehow listening, just tweet at the podcast and like, I don't know, be a guest or something. Could you imagine can- somebody that's actually funny wants to be on this podcast? <laughs> Um, that'd be wild. Imagine showing up to recording. I'm like, oh, by the way, Seth Green's going to be on this yeah. one. Um, <laughs> for some reason, he's, he's not on the show. By the he's way, just, he wants to talk about community. Yeah. By the way, I have, I've also sub licensed James Earl Jones's voice AI. So here we go, James. Um, um, so yeah, the, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much there is specifically to talk about this episode because the whole point of the episode is they run around, they don't touch the floor, right. they do find Shirley's Island, which is a major plot point. Which, is, I, I, you know, to your point of it being a fistful of paintballs, this is like a hundred percent Fort Hawthorne, right? Exactly, because that's it's so Fort Hawthorne, right? Like, that's part of got, the reason. You've got Vicky and Garrett doing things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, what else can there be? Right. Cause that, that's that's part of the reason why I'm like, oh, this this pulls that comparison so much because both have this sort of uh, oasis away from the violence. Right. Um, where people can just take a breath, uh, have a good time. There's entertainment um, in uh, paintballs. Vicky is dancing. And in this, Garrett is re- reciting oral history of. The magma gods. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> and like you said, the lore. Uh huh. And there's there's no weapons, and everyone just takes it easy. And so it's like part of it is just like yeah, the style kind of lends itself to you know it's this right. crazy game for trying to get money, and the school goes wild. But also it's like, but yeah, also. Fort Hawthorne, Shirley Island, right. like pretty, pretty same Z's in a lot yeah, of ways. There are definitely some, at least at the very least parallels, if not kind of mm-hmm. following the same structure. However, what Shirley Island has that Fort Hawthorne did not is the orb. 
Because now we're on Shirley Island, and according to legend, so is the orb. I'm sure I have no idea what you're speaking of. This is a place of peace. And profit. Come again? You're not really playing Shirley. You're a merchant, and more power to you. But don't withhold power from others just to make money. We want the orb. Which, I love this because, A, it falls into that sort of, uh, there's immediate lore to this game. Because, like, who... Because they Abed <laughs> shows up and is talking about how he needs the orb. Right. And is, is treated with this, like, reverence of, like, some mystical object. Like, if you watched Indiana Jones and the Legend of the Orb, and he shows up in some ancient temple and is like give me the orb it belongs in a museum and then like some villain who's probably a nazi right pulls out this glowing orb that he's is just sure. like illuminating the room you'd be like oh yeah no that this all tracks this is right. very this is exactly indiana jones and also that probably doesn't belong in a museum it probably uh, belongs with the the people that have you know created it and oh yeah anyway no, but that's a different discussion <laughs> uh, John Oliver literally just did a whole episode about yes. uh, the the uh, stolen antiquities market so the whole time I was just like oh Indiana Jones oh Indiana oh, Jones oh Indy you oh, you should have known better Indy um, um yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's such a wild thing when it's revealed to be one of those orbs that you, like, run run outside in, <laughs> and you're, like, in it, and you're, like, pushing against it and uh-huh, running. Like a big inflatable yeah. inflatable it's, hamster ball, and it rules. It rules, and it also makes a lot of sense why, it's, why there's so much, you know, like, I need it, because it is kind of the perfect vessel in this sort of game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, it is absolutely great, but the fact that they show up, and, because, like... If you've never seen this, you he starts talking about the orb. I do I really do feel like it it sort of lends itself to like you have envision this like Indiana Jones handheld glowing artifact that's just like this solid white shining. Oh, orb. absolutely. Yeah, legitimately I was like I, I I've watched I've watched this episode before, but I basically there was a whole midsection that just left my brain uh, because all I remember is uh, the intro and the outro. <laughs> so how we got to uh, when uh, the uh, when, when Troy like does his like trust fall back into the lava, which is you know the ground. Uh, that that is the point that always stuck with me, and not the fact that the orb. And I'm like, what could this orb be? Is it a bowling uh-huh. ball? What the hell? No, just a, right. just a I inflatable mean, it, orb. It could have been a bowling ball. You just chuck that down the the halls and like knock over people's chairs. Yeah, and they exactly. Fall. To be fair, um, they do run over Starburns in the orb, which is pretty. They rad. do absolutely run over Starburns in the orb. Um, I also really love the fact that uh, when they're they're escaping in the orb, running like giant hamsters in a giant hamster inflatable hamster ball. And Britta is on top of the orb trying to get Abed to talk about his feelings. And Troy is like, ah, I had a dream like this, but it was sexual. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's, I mean, how, there's no other way. It's so good. It's, it's very good. I had a dream like this, but it was sexual is the line. And yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And I'm like. Okay, I kind of, I do kind of want to know 
how that turns into a sexual dream just a little bit. I, I'm, I, I am, I am curious enough about that. I want to know. I'm just thinking logistics. Um, and I don't, yes. I don't think I want to know. I think I'm good. I think I'm, I, I think I'll be good on this one. There are two kinds of people. Those who want to know about the giant inflator, inflatable ball rolling sex dream. And those who don't. And we are in two different, uh, two different uh, genres there. I be- I, I want to know the what original our odd are. couple. The original odd couple. I do want our to know what our listeners think about which side they're on. Okay, I'll put up a poll if I remember. Oh, hell um, yes, this is gonna be great. Excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know how point by point we're going to go uh you know it kind of comes down to Britta Abed and Troy down in the basement uh, after mm-hmm. uh, uh I think uh Hickey pops the orb or something yeah he I get kind of like he, distracted he, so he dr- <laughs> the he orb drives was just so cool right he drives by it and uh so they they kind of like pass each other and then he reveals that he had a, a knife, and so he has popped the orb, and so they have to escape down into the the basement. Right. Um, but it's at that point where Abed basically gets to the point of like, if we just stay down here together and we're the only two left, the game never has to end. And then if the game never ends, you never leave. Right. Um, and then it takes a very sudden emotional turn because five minutes ago we were rolling giant inflatable balls over starburns with Britta riding along on top because the floor is lava to all of a sudden being like, I will be devastated if you leave. And I really cannot, I I, I do not want you to leave. It, it, it will wreck me. Right. It's it. And I'm, I'm willing to literally never touch the floor again. To keep you from leaving, it's that it's wild um, that the turn and and there was a little bit of a turn at the beginning because there was not to go all the way back to the beginning of the episode, but there was like a really deep moment of of uh, you know people you know Britta being like you know we can be emotional about Troy leaving because it's it's going to change a lot about us we want to love him and then the dean comes in it's like and then everyone with announcements and everyone's like oh thank God announcements. Which is very funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is the canon of our show where we are doing Greendale's morning announcements and everyone has to listen to us talk about whatever bull crap we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, pro That's announcements. Us, baby. Pro announcements on Absolutely. this podcast. We're into it. Although um, I don't By the believe... way, everyone, the floor is now lava. Oh, no. Um, so wherever you are, jump on a desk or something because the floor is lava. And um, good luck. Good luck. I, I'm saying that with my foot literally on the floor, so I'm uh, already dead. Technically, I'm not touching the floor. I'm crisscross applesauce in my chair. So, mm, okay. So I am Actually, still safe. Come, so I am on a uh, desk chair mat uh, on top of the floor. Mm. So I'm on my own little private island here uh, sitting at my desk. It's true. Doing a podcast. 
Boy, we have we. we I know. I know. I've made. I know. I've made references to it before, but I'm like the guy in Z Nation who's at the North Pole doing like radio broadcasts while the rest of humanity suffers because I, on my little island here, cannot cannot be killed. But also, I have no one to talk to, and thus I I send my encouraging messages uh, about over the internet canceled TV show. Uh, to those who want to listen while they fight off zombies in a post-apocalyptic wasteland where the floor, by the way, is lava. Well, if if the floor is lava and there is zombies, then that does help because the zombies will fall most, into the most lava. Most of the zombies have been burned in the in the lava, yes. So um, yeah, but the survivors can be happy with that considering that. How, how do you think the floor the lava. became lava? There were zombies. And then people were like, you know what? If we just turned the entire floor lava... Uh, those zombies will burn up, and then um, they and didn't then they think realize, about. Yeah, but that means it, we can't touch it. All too late, they're like, "Oh, you know what? I miss. I miss the floor. Right. I miss being able to touch the floor. And I don't even have an orb or anything. Dang right? It. The, well, I the zombies the orb first. The zombies stole my orb, and then and then you see like a zo- an orb floating down the lava river with some zombies in it. Um. Anyways, what I am saying, what, what, what I'm saying created? is, I, I am available to help write the community movie, Dan Harmon. If you're listening, could you imagine um, if they're just like, you know what, you loved paintball, you loved the floor is lava, <laughs> the floor is lava with paintball and zombies. Enjoy. Uh huh. They've even done a zombie done episode. A, yeah, they've done a zombie. They're episode. just gonna smash them all up together and be like, you like this? Keep it. Keep eating your slop. Uh huh, and and we're gonna eat it up, baby. Because we're gonna, we're gonna be in it and be announcing whatever horrible game they want to play. <laughs> Dan Harmon, call me, please. Uh, wow. So yeah, it gets very emotional because Abed is talking about how he's literally willing to never touch the floor yeah. again. Um, and then um. Britta comes up and they have a little conversation, and he kind of freaks out. And, um, or no, they have a con. I don't know. There's an order to it that I don't remember, but Abed does end up fake dead in, in fake lava. Right. He lets go. Uh, he's kind of hanging from the, the ceiling he drops. Um, he falls on his back, uh, which uh, there's a lot of falling in the, on the back in this section that concerns me. Yeah. When Troy does his trust fall at the end there, the whole, like you don't see him land because it fades out. But I'm just like, God, that would hurt because he's just right. doing that right What's onto a-, a basement floor. Yeah, yeah, which is concrete. It's concrete, baby, concrete. Um, and that's that's hard stuff. And that that I mean, especially if you're, you know, you you, you go back and then the head bounces. That's never good. Oh yeah, yeah. that's I would a head not injury that. waiting to mm-hmm. happen. But everybody seems fine otherwise. Uh, I'm gonna call that Hollywood magic. Hmm. Um, w- the floor. Speaking of Hollywood magic, the floor to Abed is actually lava. Like he's envisioning it as lava because right. emotions, basically. Um, and and we so do when get he, a couple of special effects shots. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he he dies, and then um, you know Britta has feelings about it, and Troy has feelings about it because they're realizing. I mean, Britta always knew that Abed had emotions that he needed to work through um but it's kind of hitting troy for the first time and so uh 
they're like, well, I know we can clone Abed and they, and Britta gets a bunch of boxes and like puts it over him. And she explains how the science is going to work to really sell yeah, it. Yeah, There's um, a lot of techno babble. And then they press buttons, go beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 boop. And uh, they clone Abed, mm-hmm. who comes back. Uh, he's he's a clone of the original Abed, who has all of his memories and abilities. Uh, but Britta didn't do a perfect clone job, so he he does not have Abed's. Um, uh, God, how does he say it? I believe um, it is wild emotionality. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is <laughs> a way to describe Abed, sure. Uh huh. Um, and he's willing to let Troy go now. And then, um, Troy sacrifices himself, um, which does mean that Britta gets a $50,000 comic book. What do you think she spends that money on? Just, She's already got an iPod Nano. Right. I mean, at that point, what do you spend it on? A hundred percent. I look, I, I'll be honest with you. I think she probably gives it back. It's true. Um, that's and, a very Brita, Brita move And to if do. she doesn't give it back, she spends it on just the finest cat eye patches. I thought you were going to say the finest weed, which uh, also, also probably true. true. I mean, you're in Colorado. <laughs> um, it was... God, when was this? 2015? Uh, yeah, it would have been legal in Colorado at this point. Yeah, so get get it, Brita. The so, finest weed. So weed and cat eye patches. Excellent. That's Britta, all right. That's um, toe to tip. That's a Britta. We we go to the final scene where it's Troy saying his goodbyes. It's it's pretty emotional. Yeah. Um. You know he he has, uh, heartfelt goodbyes with everyone. Um, and um, this is when Jeff says that he has never left the state of Colorado. Right. I've never stepped foot outside of Colorado. You're becoming much cooler than me by doing this. Finally making people realize this took place in Colorado the whole time. Right. With all of its luscious palm trees and Mm -hmm. lack of snow. Yes. When I think Mm -hmm. of Colorado, that's it. The boat shows up being towed by a thing and LeVar Burton's there. Because mm-hmm. he's he, someone has to be there to make sure that Troy doesn't cheat. And it's LeVar Burton for some reason. And now, because Troy is a clone, he's not afraid to talk to LeVar Burton. Uh, which comes to uh, a head in the, uh, in the tag where uh, he just asks a whole lot of questions about uh, Star Trek. Including, why didn't they call it Planet Trek? They never once went to, the, went to a star. Can you imagine how cool it would be to be like, oh, man, I have this terrifying fear of bees. And then you just go into a box and then have someone go beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. And then you're like, I am a clone of the original uh, that guy now. And so I no longer fear bees because um, that was I'm a clone. Yeah, that would be rad. Could you take away my anxiety, please? Oh, my God. It's not it's not helping. Beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Well, I'm not now in a, a box. Clone. And I'm not in a box though. I wasn't oh, in well, I wasn't in your clone box. I can't I can't put you in a box because I can't get over to you because the floor again is lava. Oh shoot, I've touched the ground. I'm dead now. Can, oh well, okay. Maybe you can get Stacy to clone you. Just be like That is true. 
be like, "Hey, Stacy, come in here. I died from lava. Uh, right. Can you put a can you put a box over me and clone me? You have to put the box over and then go beep boop 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 beep boop boop. Right. And then I'll be cloned and I won't have anxiety anymore. Um, <sighs> that sounds so. Tremendous. Isn't that isn't that cool for both of us? Um, yeah. Then she doesn't have to deal with my anxiety all the time, like mm-hmm. I have to deal with my anxiety all the time. It's a win-win, and I will die in the lava and be cloned to have not as big of a head, because then I can Wait. wear hats. Wait, does it work like that? <laughs> it's a physical thing, too? Because I have uh, some physical I, changes I'd probably like to make via cloning. I assume so. I mean, if you can take away a man's terror of talking to his idol, LeVar Burton, you could probably shrink his head by a little bit mm-hmm. and, like... You know, I'm not saying like a whole rebuild, but you know, like okay. 10% smaller cranium, I'll take it. So what we're saying is that, you know, can we make some rules about the cloning process? I know that there's nothing in the show that tells you that there are rules to this, but there's nothing can, in the rule book that says a draft can't play football. Go ahead. It's true. Uh, go Jeffrey. Um, the, the Jeffrey, the giraffe from Toys R Us, of course, he always was wearing a helmet in those ads. Now, if the rules are you get one m- mental change and one physical change, I'll take the anxiety yes. uh-huh. out, and then mm-hmm. I would like to fix my eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I wear glasses. And yes, you can use LASIK, and yes, it works great, but I also have cataracts, and LASIK's not going to do crap for that. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm sure other people might want enlargements of some areas or removal of some things, but I just want better eyes. That's all I want. Uh, I will take, um, I mean that getting rid of anxiety thing sounds pretty great. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll, I'll have what he's having. Um, and then the head and then, yeah, then, you know, just a little bit, little bit smaller head so I can wear hats that don't make me look like a, a giant condom. Um, well, I was about to say, you know, we're not talking about that kind of head, but maybe we are. <laughs> Still not sure. We'll find out. Put put me put me in a in a beanie, and you'll be like, oh yeah, no, I see it, I see it now. I've seen you um, in a beanie. Maybe uh, it's, I got to see one with a pom pom on top. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the tag is they're they're on the highway in the boat and LeVar Burton for the second time in the entire series says the word Colorado. You know, starting a sea voyage from Landlock, Colorado may not have been the best idea. We'll drive to the river and then take the river to the ocean. Yep. I like how he points out that it's landlocked so that people who don't know what Colorado is know that it's (laughs) landlocked. (laughs) It's not a thing you have to tell people living in Colorado, but, uh, you know, maybe out on the East Coast, they're like, I don't know, Colorado, that's the that's the one with Seattle, right? That's that's over there somewhere. I'm sure it's mm -hmm, near water. Mm hmm. It's got to have it's got to have water in it somewhere. And uh, spoiler, it does not. Um so, yeah, that is the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, took such a roundabout way getting through it. Just we did. incredible. Uh, but now it is time for grades. I do like this episode a lot. Uh, there is 
like I said, inevitable comparisons to Fistful of Paintballs. Yes. Just between the style, the uh, existence of a violence-free oasis in the chaos, um, uh, you know, just it's another competition to be the last one standing for a valuable prize, et cetera, et cetera. There is inevitable um, comparisons to it. Um, I do think that does this episode a little bit of a disservice sure. because I think standing on its own, it is great. But, um, when you compare it to fistful paintballs, it's kind of like in a lot of ways, it's like, man, we've, we've kind of seen this before though. Right? right. I mean, like, like I said, when, when Hickey shows up on his, on his moving desk, I was like, okay, I'm back in it because this is a thing we didn't get with fistful of paintballs. Right. It feels fresh now. I'm back in it. But up until that point, I am kind of like, I mean, we've done this. And it does, I think, to me, underscore also why uh, Dan Harmon was so against doing a paintball episode in season three, right? Because everyone was like, obviously, there's going to be a paintball in season three because we've had one in season one and we've had one in season two. And now we just end seasons with paintball episodes. But here I'm like, this is it's not paintball, but it's so similar to paintball. Right. Where I'm like, yeah, okay. I mean, like. It's fine. It's good. Um, But I do think Stan like just taking it as its own thing. I do think it's very good. The style is there. Um, The sort of heartfelt ending is there. Um, And I do think it is a pretty fitting goodbye for Troy. Like I I can't imagine, you know, like I I can sit here all day and, and be like, Oh, it's, it's too much like paintball or whatever. But I can't I also can't imagine a better send off for Troy because Troy is the the character who's always kind of goofy. And, um, you know, I mean, how else how else do you send off the goofy character? Right. I mean, unless you're Joss Whedon, in which case you just kill him um, suddenly without warning. Right. Because it's what he does. But yeah, I, I I honestly can't think of a better way to send Troy off because it's it's fun and weird, but also heartfelt at the same time. Right. And I think I think in that respect, this episode is is everything that it needs to be. Um, I think that even even if you are going to compare it to Fistful of Paintballs, which I do think is a better episode, but even if you're going to compare it, um, I think the combination of having this weird Mad Max style floor is lava game with that being the send off to Troy makes it a pretty great episode. I don't, I think it would be a lot, uh, a lot more. Oh, we've already done this. If it wasn't also bookended by that, like Troy is leaving and we're sad about it. Right. Um, If you were just like, Oh, it's just another, it's the end of season five. So we're doing a thing that's kind of paintball, but not. Right. It would be much worse than that. I, I think it would be a much worse episode. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an A. Um, 
I I do think it's it's just a little too like oh we've done this before yeah. to really hit that plus for me. Um I'm willing to be told I'm wrong about that like yeah, cuz it's 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 a very subjective thing I think to just sure. be like oh well it's a great episode but we've kind of done it like you know but that's me. Um but yeah I I'd, I'd say an A. Yeah, I'm 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 having a hard time disagreeing with you on anything. It's kind of like, you know, if you if you're on a beach and you start walking, not to, not to rub it into our landlocked Coloradans, uh, but if you're on a beach and you 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 see a set of uh, uh, footprints and you're mostly walking through them, you kind of like go around them a little bit at some points, but you're trying to stay within the lines. That's what this episode feels like to me. I thought you were going to say there was one foot set of footprints, and that's when paintball carried you. Um, <laughs> that would have been a better way to end that sentence. No, I appreciate the punch up. That's very good. Thank you. Um, no, yeah, uh, let's go with the way the way that Ben said it. It was better. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, PayPal carried. Uh, I do think it's you're. I think you're right um, with it. When it when, honestly, when it goes to Shirley Island, I'm like, oh, now we're just doing paintball and we're doing this right. specific paintball. And I think that you know. Uh, I agree with you on your point on Dan Harmon not wanting to do a paintball if it's going to feel samey if there's no new ideas. And I think Mad Max is a somewhat inspired choice um, for this, but I think it is hampered by the fact that they never actually leave the school, which mm, is mm-hmm. I get is difficult to do because the floor is lava doesn't give you an an out a reason to go outside. <laughs> Like you're not going to go outside and have more things like hickeys, uh, uh, like desk chair, a desk car thing. But that, like you were mentioning, that specific thing is so that that was like, this is Mad Max. Absolutely. This makes more sense to have like vehicular combat in this thing. But that's the only thing we see of that other than, you know, kind of the hairstyles and things like that, where I think that it could if there was some way to get people outside and doing something different in that way, like if the, if it was a, a giant game of dodgeball or something to get people out in space rather than into cramped interiors, because again, mm-hmm. you know, the floor is lava. You're not going to leave a, a building pretty much. Uh, except for if you've got an orb, of course, as we've discussed. Um, right. Cause then you're unstoppable. Right. But, but yeah, because of all that, it makes it feel remarkably samey to a fistful of paintballs. Um, not, and, and that, you know, is unfortunate because I do think, like you said, this episode standing alone is very good. It is a, probably the best send off they could even consider for Don Glover, um, considering his character and you know what he, you know, he gets to be, give get some really good lines in here too um so yeah i i am i i think it's just a a a lum a lum a a lem never mind i'm lamenting the fact that it's not it's it's kind of walking down the same path um and deviating from time to time but it again like i i think it's very samey to that episode and you know, I think there again, I don't want to say that there's not interesting twists because there are like the chair walkers, even though they cause me so much anxiety with those ankles, uh-huh. they are an uh-huh. interesting uh, image. Same with the inchworming and the ca- caterpilling or whatever. 
Um, the the desk car again, fantastic, wonderful. That is the most inspired thing out of this whole episode to me. Um, other than you know the lore as we've discussed. So yeah, I, I I think it's a really good episode. I think it is hampered by the fact that it you can draw such a strong parallel to Fistful of mm-hmm. Paintballs. But it you know if you're gonna if you're gonna pick an episode to you know do kind of differently a little bit. That one is a great one to choose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I think I'll give it an A minus. Um, but okay. I really, I like I said, I think it is a really good episode. It's just really hampered by that one parallel. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, in in fairness to that, it is that sort of uh, neutral ground uh, is sort of a trope in a lot of things. I mean, true. It's it's not. It's not so much that it is pulling the the same exact thing from that previous episode. It's just that a lot of things use that same sort of trope. Sure, um, but I, I feel it like doesn't, even it doesn't help. It doesn't help it not feel like it's been done before. But you know, I I do just want to point out that like fair. yeah, you know, it is it is reused because it is a very common trope. That being said, I think it's not visually different enough of a of a thing to do it like yes there was some interesting stuff with like they use popcorn butter to make people slip mm-hmm. and fall into the ground mm-hmm. i just don't think it is visually different enough for me to be like okay yeah i could see that this is a fort rather than you know whatever right because it is that really... still in the cafeteria like he... right <laughs> the thing that really gets me with that comparison is that in uh, fistful of paintballs, like I said, you have Vicky dancing, and then in this, you go to Shirley Island, and Garrett's there telling stories. And I'm like, you know, again, yes, that sort of, oh, we have entertainment here, so you can, like, you know, sort of relax, right? Is part of that same trope. But I'm like, oh man, like they're really, like, it, it's really, like, almost the same right. shot. And you like, also have to wonder, like, it's the same shot. So are they are they doing this meaningfully? Like, are they trying to say something about you all wanted paintball? We gave you something different, but it's just paintball again. So it's like mm-hmm. now you're getting into a very community level meta thing of like, was this the point? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, it very well could be. It could be like Dan Harmon, come on the podcast. Uh, I've probably said too many mean things to this uh, show for Dan Harmon to come on this podcast. To be fair, um, most of those were in season four. <laughs> most of them were in season four. Uh, that That is true. Um, anyways, we want to know what you think about this episode about Shirley Island, about whether you would like the orb uh, or small hands or a large head or what any of those things whatever um, yeah uh how excited were you when the word colorado was said on television <laughs> let us know some of us very excited um legitimately i wrote down all caps colorado mentioned because i knew we were going to talk about it i knew we were going to talk we, about we, it. we have to we have to talk about it dude we have to i know Be, i'm oh just saying God. if i was doing with this with anyone else uh, in the community world, they would not have, it would have blinked by in just a half a second. If you were doing this podcast with anyone else, uh, the other person, or maybe even you would be like, oh, huh, I guess it takes place in Colorado. And then you would move on. Right. Exactly. 
but not 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 this podcast, baby. We are talking about Colorado for for multiple minutes. We may be one of like eighteen different community podcasts, but as far as I know, this is the only community podcast with a real Coloradan on it. And and really, you know, I may also be wrong about that because it's, it's you can't true. keep track of eighteen community podcasts. That's fair. But you know, you get the real Coloradan authenticity. On man, authenticity. We want to know what you feel about Colorado and the fact that it is a landlocked state in uh, the middle of the United States, um, which uh, officially became a state on August 1st of 1876. Now, and that's why it's called the Centennial State, because that's 100 years after 1776. Okay, so you knew that off the top of your dome, because you probably oh, yeah, taught totally knew Colorado that. studies. What I find funny... I like how we're trying to end this, and I'm like, here's more facts about Colorado. What I find funny like I is said, when people... you got to find your differentiator. Uh-huh. What I find funny is when people don't know how many feet are in a mile. Um, now, if you are one of our listeners who are listening from outside of the United States, you have no business knowing how many feet are in a mile because it's a ridiculous system. For those of you listening to this podcast in the United States who are not in or around Colorado... Off the top of your dome right now, do you immediately know how many feet are in a mile? Mike, do you know how many feet are in a mile? Yes. How many? 5,280. Okay, very good. Part of that a is lot- because of Mile High Stadium. Uh-huh. A lot of people <laughs> don't know that off the top of their dome. Meanwhile, uh, in Colorado, uh, there is literally like a magazine called 5280 magazine because like they're obsessed with the whole mile high thing right um and so you just get that ingrained in your head so um most most people not from colorado who i've talked to are like i don't know like a thousand uh or no they're that they're, would be they're more like, of it's a, not that metric would be a kilometer it's a not metric foot? so it doesn't make that yeah, much yeah. sense so like i don't know like three thousand six hundred and ninety and i'm like no way, dude. No way. No way. You're talking to a real Coloradan. Uh-huh. Um, I am a real Coloradan. Uh, you can tweet <laughs> at us at Good Greendale. Um, let us know if you know if you knew how many feet were in a mile. Uh, or anything else about this episode. Um we are on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com. Mm-hmm. I should, there sure is, hope so. There is a contact form if you want to send us an email to uh, maybe read out on the air. Let us uh, send us an email to tell us how many feet you thought were in a mile. Or if you're Before from you not the United States, uh, tell us how ridiculous our uh, distance measuring system is. Um, because it's a little ridiculous. Sure. Um, to be fair, it, it for whatever reason we just stuck with what the English gave us, and we're like, no, this is we're done now. We've we've stopped. We actually, I mean, we're we, we keep trying to get out of this podcast, but I did actually watch a <laughs> YouTube video that was like in defense of the imperial uh, measurement system, and it made a lot of good points. Sure, um, but it's it's and- worth noting it's called imperial. That's and that is a point we- against it. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. And we are on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, and we uh, have a fan club on Facebook. Uh, yep. League of Jeremy's. 
Uh, usually I thank you for coming to the end of these. And honestly, y- you are, y- you're coming to the end of this is, is, you know, I'm, we're very proud and we love you very much, but this one, I just want to apologize for all of, all of it. Um, this one was a weird one. Uh, and us, our intro or outro got kind of lost there in the middle multiple times. Uh, but in talking know. about the imperial measurement of units yep. and also the state of Colorado, the landlocked state in the middle of the country, they they actually both make sense for who we are to have gotten off track with those things. Uh, but yes, thank you for coming to the end of this. Sorry for hopefully it put a smile on your face. So it's not just a giant waste of your time. But if it was a giant waste of your time, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, it can't be a total <laughs> waste oh, of right, time because people learn how many feet were in a mile you have learned how many feet are in a mile you have learned that the state of colorado became a state on august august 1st uh 1876 um you you've learned some things about colorado today and honestly uh, i think that's enough uh learning that we can put ourselves under an educational podcast we're an, we are now an educational podcast mostly oh, about colorado right uh until next time i'm real coloradan ben <laughs> and i am not a coloradan mike i, I wish, wish you colorado luck.